2: Brendan Escott trying his best here on Oilers Now. It's... The Tuesday edition. Cam Moon riding shotgun with me here. Guests of the show received gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell uh, Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers now sent you. Okay, we've got uh, second round playoff predictions. I was not here for the first round, but it looks like Bob has made out like uh, gangbusters in the first place here. We'll bring him Aboard on uh, the second tie line,
0: Bob. Welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, well, I don't think any of us made out with gangbusters. The updated <laughs> totals: uh, five and eight for me. Uh, Cam went four and eight. Reed went four and eight. Jack went three and eight. And Janner, who was pinch hitting for you, uh, you were in Toronto in the Blue Jays. Uh, Janner went three and eight, and uh, we all ended up getting uh, the order series right. We all got Colorado wrong, and we all got the Rangers wrong. And I'm blaming Cam Moon on the Rangers because Akira Schmid played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the (laughs) 18-19 season, gave up seven goals in his only start. Cam had to know then, as the WHL grad recently, that it was inevitable that Akira Schmid would play with a 9.50 save percentage over five games for New Jersey in that series. So the numbers aren't pretty. Um... yeah, I don't None know about it. Up on that. To be honest with you guys, <laughs> I was 5 and 0 oh until 2 nights ago. Until the double upsets of Florida over Boston and um and obviously Seattle over uh, Colorado. We all had Colorado, uh, and, and kudos to Reed Wilkins. He is four and eight, but he got Florida. I almost wanted to give him bonus points for that. <laughs>
2: You're giving him too much credit. We double counted. He's only three for eight, and that was one of the threes. So uh, there you go. He's, really? He's, yeah.
0: Did I made a, I made a math mistake. I Jack know. knows that never happens. <laughs>
2: all right, let's get it rolling with our uh, with our second round picks. And Cam, maybe we'll start uh, we'll start with you over there to my right. Uh, so you went four for eight, and uh, I wonder where you want to start. Maybe we'll uh, we'll go west first, and then we'll make our way out to the east.
3: Okay. Well, uh, I'll take the Oilers over Vegas. I think it'll be a hard-fought series. Uh, I know the Oilers did as well as they did in the regular season at 3-0-1 against Vegas. It's all different here in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say that's going to go 7. I'll, I'll let that go to the limit. Dallas and Seattle, I I can't not pick Dallas. Jake Ottinger. The, yeah. um, just the amount of talent that they have. And Seattle, good on them for winning the round that and, and able to take out Colorado and get themselves to the second round in their second season. That's a big deal, and they're very happy in Seattle for that, and they should be. <laughs> uh, over to the east, uh, Toronto is – I know would, for Toronto and Florida, both of them, that first-round series would have felt like a Stanley Cup final for both of them, but uh, I'll take Toronto over Florida. And uh, I love the, the speed, the youth, the – energy of the new jersey devils uh akira schmidt yeah bob i don't know how i didn't pick up on that Uh, one game for lethbridge (laughs) he gets shelled for seven and then turns around a handful of years later and takes his team past the new york rangers but i'll take new jersey in
2: round two there you go uh jack michaels over to you what do you think we'll start with the oilers and we'll make our way out east
4: I think the Oilers are going to make quick work of the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they're a better team, uh, top to bottom. I think uh, their depth now matches up with them. I think that's really the only area that if the Golden Knights can somehow saw off the top six, but I don't see it happening. So I I see Edmonton winning that series perhaps easier than the LA Kings. I think uh, it'll be a five-game series. Uh, over in uh, Dallas and Seattle, I think uh, the magical run out for Seattle. I think. I think the stars are on a bit of a roll. Minnesota gave them life with some curious decisions early in that series, and the stars took full advantage. I think Dallas will brush uh, Seattle aside in four. I think over in the East, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Florida. I think the Panthers have something going, and I just, you know, that was a big series win more than anything for Sergei Bobrovsky. I, I think he might have. Uh, he might have kind of a late career moment if you will and I feel like this might be it uh, Florida's is, is is only a year removed from being a president's trophy winning team themselves I think uh, you know Bob and I were talking and and he kind of echoed what I was thinking in many ways uh, the Seattle upset was was, was greater than 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 Florida's. I I don't. I mean, of course, it was a it was a major upset. I, I don't think Florida beating Toronto will be an upset, and I do think Florida will beat Toronto in six games. And you know what? I I have to agree with you. I just don't think Carolina scores enough. I, I like uh, New Jersey's youthful and enthusiasm. Uh, yet at the same time, Carolina. <laughs> Carolina troubles me. Carolina is is a team that, that, you know, has been through these series before. So I'm going to stick with the Hurricanes, and I'm going to go with them in seven. Uh, I think New Jersey, they're playing with house money, but at some point it has to end, and I think it ends in round two.
2: All right, a couple different picks there from Jack. How about you, Reed Wilkins? Let's get started with this uh, Oilers series and move on from there.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Yes, uh, look. I think Vegas is going to be a, a tough out for the Oilers. I do think the Oilers are better. You look at what Edmonton has done, and I know in the playoffs you don't get any of the gray results of getting a point for losing in overtime. They lost two games in overtime to the Kings, so you know that's a win for the Kings, nothing for the Oilers. But Edmonton has not been beaten in a sixty-minute game in twenty-one games. I mean, that's how well they're playing. No one has beat them straight up over sixty minutes. Of hockey since uh, the least did it, I think it was March 11th was the game. I do think Vegas, you know, has four lines that can come at you pretty hard. I do think at times they'll be able to successfully push it against the Oilers and get them hemmed in a little bit. But I just think the Oilers got too much with McDavid and Drysital and some good depth players who are playing really well. I, I think the Oilers will win in six. Should we? At this point, should Seattle surprise us? I mean, they were supposed to drop off in the regular season. They didn't really. I mean, the only reason they wound up in a wildcard team is because the other th- three teams in the division played so well in the last month and a half. H- having said that, I just I can't pick them again against Dallas and Onger, who can be an elite goalie when he's on his game. So I-, I do think Dallas will eventually figure that out and beat Seattle in six games. Um, I think for New Jersey... I think the, I think Akira's magic will probably run out. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that the, isn't that the bet? I mean, I, I'm still a little surprised the Devils got past the Rangers. I, I think the Rangers lost that series as much as New Jersey won it. So I do think Carolina, you know, Brindamore is a great coach. I think they can push the pace. I'm going to take Carolina in six in that series. And i got to stick with Florida. I mean, I picked him at the first round. <laughs> i am not turning my back on a bow. Bobrovsky's in net. I mean, it doesn't matter how he's played the last year, three years, five years. He looks like he's playing well now. And again, I, and no disrespect to all the stars on the Leafs. And I know Matthews won the Hart Trophy last year. But I think right now, Matthew Kachuk is one of the top five players in the NHL. And I think he's going to be the best player in this series. I think it's going to be a long one again. I think it's going to be exciting and tense. But I'm going to take the Panthers to win it in seven.
2: Panthers in seven, says Reed Wilkins, continuing to roll with the train and uh, was the only one to pick him over Boston, not so surprisingly. Uh, we'll get to my picks in a second here, Bob, but uh, go give, give her a rip. Well, first of all, Cam didn't say how many games for Dallas, Toronto, New Jersey. Oh, you want games?
0: <laughs> Dallas yep. in five, New Jersey in seven, Toronto in six. Well, that's going to make for really boring radio camo, and I'll tell you why. Despite the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights were the least penalized team in the National Hockey League, and as Jack alluded to, they have great depth throughout their lineup. Uh, their defense poses different challenges because of the offensive abilities of the likes of Petrangelo and Theodore. And Laurent Brassois is finally healthy. Uh, I am going to take the Edmonton Oilers over the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it's going to be six games. Uh, Vegas is better on the road than they are at home. It's uh, I think Edmonton needs to win two games in Vegas, and we just need to figure out when game two is going to be. So I'll take Edmonton in six. Uh, I don't think Dallas and Seattle is going to be close. Dallas to me is a professionally run organization. Uh, they have an experienced coach, experienced players, and as Jack alluded to, they got one of the five best goaltenders on the planet. I'll take Dallas and five, also factoring in no Jarrett McCann, a 40-goal scorer for Seattle. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Maple Leafs over Florida. Uh, Toronto's deeper, the, the Ryan O'Reilly acquisition. You get a guy like that in your organization, they got nine defensemen that can play in the back end. Um, Florida they, they do play an up tempo game but I just think Toronto's got uh, better high-end talent uh, they've got you know a guy like O'Reilly who's making the most of this opportunity uh, I'll take the maple Leafs in six over Florida and you know I took the Rangers I agree they uh, with Jack I think uh, and, and maybe Reed I think uh, the Rangers blew that series against New Jersey there's no other way to say it frankly I think The Rangers in Calgary need to do the same thing. They need to promote their AHL head coaches because I think we've seen the impact of what Jay Woodcroft's meant to Edmonton. Having a younger coach that maybe communicates better with today's players, the whole handling in the Rangers uh, with the likes of Lafreniere in particular defies logic. Uh, Just as it with Peltier in Calgary. You gotta work with today's players and create positive environments for them. New Jersey has done that with Lindy Ruff. Uh, to his credit, he's stayed, and he's always been a player's coach. New Jersey's fast. I respect Carolina. they got a great coach, too, and Rod Brindamore. I, I just think that the injuries for New, uh, Carolina, I mean, you take out, I mean, they, they, they basically don't have three of their top six forwards. So I, I think New Jersey's going to find a way to win that series in seven games. Brendan? It's now your time. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, but not not much exciting radio upcoming because
2: I think a lot of us are on the same page with a lot of these. To me, I'll start in the East. Uh, Devils, I've got over the Hurricanes in six for the same reason, Bob. I mean, that is a beat up Hurricanes team. No Svechnikov, no Tara Vinen, and uh, no Pacharetti, of course, not all season long there. So I just don't see how they get it done against a very pesky and fast New Jersey team that's just shown in ability to get it done all year and you know we've seen teams get to the playoffs with I would say suspect goaltending situations so there's no reason for me to believe necessarily that that will ultimately upset them I've got the Leafs over the Panthers in six Uh, to me this is you know you may as well ride the wave if you're the Leafs right now Uh, I think that goaltending might be the thing that gets in the way of them ultimately but I just I like Toronto's depth and I think if they can figure out a way to harness Michael Bunting in a series that's going to have some grittiness to it, then they'll uh, they'll be best off uh, against this Panthers team that was kind of a, an afterthought in the playoffs, at least for a little bit there or at least trying hard to get there. Stars over the Kraken in five as well. I don't know how this, uh, this team is going to score on Jake Ottinger without Jared McCann. Simply put, I don't want to bet against a veteran Stars team with, as you guys have pointed out, one of the best goaltenders in the league. And to me, the Oilers over the Golden Knights will go six games, but it is Edmonton moving on to another Western Conference final in that sense because uh, to me it's just, it, it's an offense thing. I think this Oilers offense is ultimately going to overpower Vegas' goaltending right now. Versoix is going to be really hard pressed to hold up against this power play and to me if, if Vegas thought they were going to bully Edmonton around I think that's going to have to be addressed really quick when the power play kicks in like we know it can. So there we go. I've got Devils and six, Leafs and six Stars and five, Oilers and six and we'll take a quick time out here. Bring it back with some final thoughts on this upcoming series. Game one, tomorrow night, live in Vegas. We'll bring it back with Bob Jack, Brendan Reed, and Cam here on Oilers Now. We've got our panelists here breaking down the opening round of the playoffs, looking at uh, the second round, which begins tonight. Panthers, Leafs, Stars and Kraken have the late game. But let's take a quick peek back at that uh, Oilers and Kings series, just in terms of what we might have learned about the Oilers in those uh, six games. Cam, I'll flip it back over to you. Uh, We'll start with that. Just something that caught your eye in that Oilers-Kings series and maybe anything that's kind of applicable moving forward to the next one.
3: Well, the moves by Jay Woodcroft, I thought, were very pivotal in the... Course of the series, putting Leon Drysidle, Connor McDavid together later in the series, Mm -hmm. going eleven and seven, getting a really good matchup. I thought when the fourth line was on the ice and able to double shift a a Drysidle or or a McDavid in those situations, and it gave the Oilers really good matchups, and they created offense off of that. And the fact that they got offense from throughout their lineup, I thought was a huge key. and, And obviously, I mean, the power play was unworldly uh, and had been all year, but even more so in the playoffs, those were things that definitely caught my eye.
2: Jack, over to you for something that uh, that sort of stood out to you in that opening series, and, and maybe a, a quick thought as well on something that you're expecting here in round number two.
4: Well, I mean, the biggest thing for me is the depth. I mean, you had 18 different Oilers have a point. You had both goaltenders win a game the one oiler that didn't have a point was just as important as Jack Campbell was in that game four in Los Angeles. And that was the minutes that Philip Robert gave Edmonton when Vinny day was struggling. I just thought, you know, in a, in a series where, you know, maybe Connor McDavid wasn't as explosive as you, you thought he would be particularly five on five. I think the depth won out and you still look up at the end of the series and McDavid had 10 points. I mean, the amazing thing for me is Connor McDavid and Leon dry scored in a series, clinching playoff victory. And no one was talking about them after the game. They were talking about Skinner's 40 saves. They were talking about Costin's two goals. They were talking about Kyler Yamamoto summoning his best stuff in a series where he hadn't had it. That's, to me, shows more than anything. Bob loves the the phrase growth and maturation. I mean, uh, I, I think the the Oilers superstars and the Oilers coaching staff can really be proud that when this series was hanging in the balance, at uh, tied at two games apiece with games five and six on deck, six guys who hadn't found the score sheet up until that point in the series got on the score sheet. So their depth won out over the course of six games. It wasn't McDavid and Dreisaitl solely beating Los Angeles, and yet they were still brilliant. They were still better than point-per-game players. I think that can only serve Edmonton well moving forward, and I think, as it did against Los Angeles, I think it negates what used to be an advantage for Vegas. That's depth up and down the lineup. I don't think teams have that advantage over the Oilers anymore. Reed Wilkins, to you.
1: Well, I think the one thing that I'll take away from that, well, a few things, but the one thing that has been mentioned is is how well Kulak played. And I think that's the continued impact of Matthias Ekholm. You know, he and Nurse divide up a lot of the, the rugged minutes. Kulak gets better matchups. I thought he was really strong in that series, got a goal. You know, move the puck, rush the puck, was strong at his own end. So you know, if you continue to get—I know we talk about, about the depth scoring, but you know, a depth defenseman playing really well, then that just bodes well for Edmonton too. And then in round two, I think for Edmonton to use the same philosophy that they had against the LA Kings when Jay Woodcroft said, "Keep chipping away at the rock." I mean, Corpusala was hot in the series, and then they eventually scored, what, five, got them pulled, and then another five in in game six. And, and I think, uh, you know, I know I had a, a caller, I can't remember if it was last night or after the game, worried about Braswa being a hot goalie who could steal a series. Well, I don't know. Like, the Orders have su- such good offensive players. It's the job of the high-end guys to break through against the tough defenders and the tough goalies. McDavid and Dreiselt will usually do it, and as everybody's mentioned, other players are doing it as well. I just think the Orders will, you know, have too much talent, too much shot volume for
2: water really hold them off all right and last word over to
0: bob stoffer you've got a couple minutes here bob all right well a few things uh number one i know that george larock and john shannon uh both were on the show monday when jack and me were flying back a week ago saying that it's the Oilers series now that got momentum i know jack felt edmonton had uh la in a tough spot I thought there was too much fluctuation over the last couple of years between the two teams. But ultimately, Edmonton did have the momentum and won the series. One of the things that Jay did is he went back to Skinner, he went back to Day and he went back to Coston. After those guys didn't play, you know, obviously Skinner out after the first period, uh, you know, Day De'Hernay and Coston didn't see the ice from the middle of second on. And the fans supported Skinner, who, by the way is uh, one of the horses that's in the uh, Kentucky Derby coming up on Saturday I know you got Frank Saravelli coming up for HRA but the fans supported Skinner every puck touch for DRNA, um and Co who's obviously a bit of a cult figure and you know the fans picked up on the fact that Jay went back to them and nobody mentioned Bouchard Um you know, he had 10 points in the first round. He leads all defensemen in scoring. You know, eight power play points ties the record uh, for a defenseman in a playoff series. Uh, Ten points, only Paul Coffey's had more than 10. And, I mean, Paul played in the playoff series where the Oilers, I don't know, what, what, what how many goals they scored against Chicago in the six games back in 85. I mean, it was ridiculous. So, um, you know, for the, the proponents of sticking with Bouchard and watching this guy grow and develop, he was just, you know, on another level than maybe where some of his critics saw. So those were some of the you know, the obvious ones with David and Dreisel. I do think that the orders may be a little bit more reliant on the, I know they got depth and they got depth scoring, but I, I have a feeling that we're gonna see Connor get to a place here. It's had a little bit of rest. And so um you know I think it's gonna be a fun series, but I, I, I think Edmonton's got the better high end power and can match the depth of Vegas and that's something I'm gonna be watching uh, here in round two. All right, Bob, thank you very much for joining us on the
2: Travel Day. Reed Wilkins, appreciate you as well. And Jack Michaels, who joined us on the phone lines. Uh, I'm going to lock those predictions into Twitter later. So if anyone wants to keep track, you can hit us up Thanks at the Oilers now. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll send it off to the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Randy Kilburn. Come back with Daily Face-Off's Frank Saravalli. Oh, boy, do we have some stuff to talk about.